Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. Doug? Yes, Karen? Uh, you've got a call on your outside line. Thank you. This is Doug. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is Wilbur. Wilbur? I told you never to call me when I'm here at school, and I meant it. I know, I know, but we got to have another meeting. we we got another order. I don't care, you idiot. You either contact me the usual way, or you sit on your hands. Do you understand? Yeah, well, that's fine, but you haven't been at your apartment for three days. How are you going to find out we need to meet again? Wilbur, this is not an airline we're running here. We've got considerably more leeway than a, a flight schedule. We've got plenty of time between shipments. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever for your contacting me at college. Have you got that straight? All right, all right. This is uh, not a long-distance call, I trust. No, I'm right here in town. Why? Only you would ask that. What do you mean? Do you spend all of your formative years in an asylum? The reason, Wilbur, is because a long-distance call would be traceable, okay? Well, it's not, so back off, Sheik. Wilbur, stop calling me that. I find it nowhere near humorous. I'm third-generation American. I told you that before. Sorry, I'm sorry. I only call you that when you get all mad at me. Well, do your very best to find some other nickname for revenge. You know I can't stand that. Okay. So when do we meet? Uh, tonight. We'll we'll meet at that little hamburger joint off campus, the one we talked about before. Uh, super, around seven. Fine. Okay, see you then. Karen. Yeah. Could you call Frank Dallas and Ben Allison for me? Just tell them to be sure and give me a call today before five. Leave a message for them if they're not in. It's it's important. Sure thing. Say, this isn't going to mess up our date, is it? Not in this lifetime, pretty girl. No, this meeting is at 7. I'll meet you at your place to schedule around 9. We'll catch the last movie with a room to spare. See you then. No, sweet lady. Just another meeting for technical and educational development. (laughs) The time is the early 1970s. And our principal character is the student body president of a large university in the western United States. He's a straight-A student. He's well-liked. He's handsome. And he won the election for student body president of the college by a landslide last fall. He won the election during troubled times on the campus. A crime wave like the college community had never seen made law and order candidate Douglas Hashiel a shoe-in winner. He promised to take personal control and responsibility for the campus police force, and the crime rate lowered dramatically. As for another problem on campus, job opportunities for university graduates, he formed a private firm with two other students and an outsider named Wilbur. This new business arrangement of Doug's was highly successful, 
but frightening. The name of that business is also the title of tonight's tale of crisis. Technical and Educational Development. I'll be back with Act One in just a minute. And now, Technical and Educational Development. Gentlemen, I can assure you I don't like these little get-togethers any more than you do, but the sooner we begin, the sooner it will be over. You know, I always wonder about that. I mean, why don't we meet at some quiet park or something? I know somebody's apartment is out, but why here with all these people around? <laughs> uh, Wilbur, the idea is not to bring attention to ourselves. You see, in here, with all these people wandering around in and out, we just look like another spill on the tablecloth. Huh? Wilbur... Nobody pays any attention to us in here. I mean, in a secluded park, we'd stick out like a thumb, okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, shall we get down to business? Now, Wilbur tells me he has a target for the May shipment. There will be no shipment again until next year. So this one will have to bring us a big price. We'll leave the details of the appropriation to Wilbur, as usual. But we're all here tonight so that we all know there will be no meeting. No contact between us until after the new year. Is that understood? Yeah, yeah that sounds okay. all right. We got that. I realize you eggheads don't sweat the small potatoes, but how are you going to handle the money? Yeah, that's a detail worth discussing. Here, here. Fine with me. Once I receive confirmation of target delivery and our deposit in payments, I'll be traveling back to Switzerland, as I've told you before, this summer. Now, once there, I'll withdraw our account and have it delivered back in the States through... Well, shall we say it won't find its way past the customs desk? <laughs> I didn't believe that. The, uh, the cash will be here in town when I return. And once I've got it, I'll divide it according to our share agreement and place it in a rented hotel room, several of them in, in, in four different West Coast cities. The rooms will be rented for five days. The money will be well hidden inside them. Five days should give you more than enough time to get there and get your money. So how are we going to know where, which city and which hotel our money is at? I mean... You, you said we we're going to meet again, weren't huh? No, I don't. Uh, our uh, post office boxes, I should imagine. Right, Frank. When I return from the drop-off points, I'll place letters in your post office boxes on April 15th. Remember that date. April 15th? Ain't that income tax day? I believe we have a bingo in row five. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, you have five days after, after April 15th. You must have picked up your money by then. Okay, I understand a bit about the city and the room. But how are we going to know where the money's hid? The letter will contain reference. What? Well, Wilbur, my boy, the man is saying that the note in your post office box will include a treasure map with a big X pointing to the John in the no-tell motel. <laughs> hey, look, you guys, I don't have to... All right, all right, but let me tell you, Egghead, something. I'm the guy who's taking all the chances around here, and you better remember that. I'm getting laughed at too much, you know. I don't have to take that from nobody. You just remember that, all of you. That guy's a time bomb. Yeah. He's a walking accident looking for a place to happen. He's right, Doug. Over's going to be a problem for sure. My friends, I can assure you that once we're done with the May target and the money distributed, Wilbur will be something other than a monkey on our backs. You don't mean what I think you mean. <laughs> Benjamin, 
I think we can accuse Doug of many things, but being a comic is not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, a toast. To money, more money, and last but not least, the May Target. To the May May Target. Target. You're quite welcome. I love a good musical comedy, don't you? Very funny. Yes, I guess it wasn't exactly My Fair Lady, was it? Hardly. Can you imagine that? An American businessman turning into a vigilante. And did you hear how the audience reacted when he shot those muggers? I was shocked. Well, I certainly wasn't. What? You condone that kind of illegal... that, that taking the law into your own hands? Of course not. What I'm saying is, is that I understand how the guy in the situation might feel. His family was torn from him. His his mind snapped. He should have been stopped, but I can understand how it might have happened. But what about the audience reaction? Why do they applaud a vigilante in downtown Manhattan? I could never do something like that, that's for sure. Well, go there sometime. Rent a room and subscribe to the Times for a year, and you'll know how they can applaud. Oh, I guess. Well, I'm a little naive at times, huh? Oh, no. You're just a sweetheart, and you think that there are more of your type around than there really are. My type? And just what does that mean? Well, you know, attractive, seductive, with a popcorn kernel on your blouse. I'm just kidding. Nope. Third button down, first wrinkle. For crying out loud. Can I make an impression or what? Look at that, complete with a butter stain. Hey, you, it, it doesn't matter. More than popcorn and butter, you're with me, and for this... I am quite happy. You know, you're a nut. <laughs> now, that's the pot calling the kettle puce. Puce? Uh, have you got anything in a beige? You have a room around here? Yes. Go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> sure you go in? But. Let me have your coat. Thanks. Uh, why don't you fix us a wet one? Uh, bourbon and Coke, right? You bet. There. This ought to do the trick. <laughs> What'd you have in mind? Uh, a toast to us. That I'll drink to. Shall we sit? Sure. Does. Hmm. Well, I hope I'm not prying, but... Go go ahead. Well, what's this technical and educational development thing all about? I think you'd call it a hype, really. You mean a put-on, a fake? Sort of. Why? Uh, What for? Well, actually, it didn't start out as a put-on, but I couldn't prove it nowadays. Anyway, you remember, surely the rash of kidnappings that went on last year and how I promised to bring it all to an end? (laughs) Do I? You got my vote with that campaign about the sheik come to save us all. The Sharif of... Kevin, don't. I didn't start that sheik business. Some Someone else started it. I, I don't like it. I'm, I'm third generation now. Hey, I'm sorry. Well, I didn't know it bothered you. I only meant I know, that it... but it gets on my nerves. Well, so the crime wave stopped. But what's that got to do with technical and educational development? Well, next to the crime problem, the unemployment situation for graduates was the biggest hassle. No kidding. That's how I ended up as your secretary. Nothing open on the outside. Not even part-time work. Well, I got to thinking about it and decided with some friends of mine... That... You mean Frank Dallas and Ben Allison? Right. We decided to put our heads together and see if we couldn't help find these kids a job. 
Had much luck? Not job one. <laughs> Couldn't even find any for ourselves. Well, where... Where does Wilbur fit into tech ed? How did you know about Wilbur? You don't have to get mad. I, I just... How did you to... know about Wilbur? Take it easy, Dad. How? Oh, it's just that before I put your private line back on the hook this morning, well, when I got back from telling you about the call... Well, you sort of shouted the name out before I hung up, okay? I don't like that one bit, Karen. I don't like you listening in on my private conversations. Now, hold on. I never listen in on anybody's phone calls. And you ought to know me better than that. Well, look, I've, uh... I've got to go now. I'm... I'm sorry. It's just that this has been a particularly long day for me. You... you understand. And not really, but I'll certainly get that coat for you. Crisis is presenting the story titled Technical and Educational Development. We'll continue in just a minute. In my day, they called people like Doug Hashiel a BMOC, Big Man on Campus. And certainly no one better fits that nickname than the handsome student body president. Not only is Doug a born leader, but... He appears to have a going business underway as well, though precisely what it is and what its pretentious title, technical and educational development, really means, we have yet to discover. It's the next day now, as Doug enters his office in the Associated Student Body Building on the university campus. Karen, I'm uh, sorry about last night, really. Karen, are you in? Figures. Yes. May I speak to Wilbur Peterson, please? K Karen, is that you? Uh, hello? Oh, Wilbur. Oh, is this you, Doug? Uh, yes. Listen, Wilbur, how how far along are you with the May target? Uh, I go with it tomorrow. That's soon. Yeah, I, w what's the matter? Oh, uh, nothing really, but I wanted you to hang around the phone today. I'm, I might want to contact you. Oh, uh, yeah, why? I'll, I'll let you know. But there's something else. Are you sure the May target is going to get us our biggest price yet? Hey, don't worry about that. This is without a doubt a surefire winner. I've never seen anything. Wilbur, so... I... You know, I'm never interested in the specifics. You know that. All right, Sheik. You just polish your nails and old Wilbur will make us all rich. Whatever. We'll ship overseas out of San Francisco this time. Should arrive in the Mideast or about a month. Stop it, I told you. Just... Just be there if I call you today, Wilbur. Be there right by the phone. I'll be here. Good. Karen? Karen, was that you? ASB, Doug Hashiel. Yes? Oh, Karen. 
Karen, I'm really sorry about last night, really. I, I know. We just got edgy, that's all. I think that stupid vigilante movie had a lot to do with it. You're right. Hey, uh, you didn't come in today, did you? Do you feel all right? No, I'm fine. The final's coming up, you know. Don't remind me. However, I will be open for some snappy conversation again tonight, if you're still game. You know, just you and me, some candlelight and popcorn stains. <laughs> I'd love it. Good. How about seven-ish? You've got yourself a date. Fine. Bye-bye. Wilbur, you know where 19th and Kensington is? Uh, yeah. Meet me there tonight, around 6.30. Karen? Anybody home? Hold it right there, Mr. Hushio. A gun, Karen? With your queasy stomach for violence and vigilantes? What for? And you know what for. You, uh... You plan to use that on me? Well, first I call the police. And then the gun if I need to. Uh, well... What about my friend Wilbur over there? Oh, don't try that on me. I'm not half as stupid as you think I am. Wilbur? Oh, I... Yes, take it easy, little don't, lady. Don't, uh... Don't hurt her, Wilbur. Just give me her gun and, and, and set her down over there. get away with this. Well, not only will we get away with this, we've been getting away with things like this for months, you airhead. I overheard you talking to Wilbur this morning, you know, and though it didn't take long to figure out, I, well, I still couldn't believe it. Well, you can believe it now, can't you? But be that as it may, I thought you might have listened in, and hence our friend Wilbur made an appearance with me here. You left before we hung up the phone, didn't you? That's right. So now, you're a uh, a real problem for us, right, Wilbur? <laughs> sure enough, is. I-, I can't believe how stupid I was. All the kidnappings, all the girls missing from the campus. The man named Ted. Ted. T-E-D. Technical and Educational Development. You, Wilbur, Frank Dallas, and Ben Allison. Together. All together, collectively. You're all Ted, the kidnapper. Oh, very good, Karen. And you're quite right, of course. But, but even though Ben and Frank and, and I represent the... The TED organization, the ones that ship young women overseas. Wilbur here, he's, he's the real... Oh, well, you're all nothing but slave merchants for overseas potentates. A third generation American indeed. You've got plenty of old world ties and some incredibly sick customs. Again, correct, Karen. But we look at it quite differently, don't we, Wilbur? Uh, should I put her to sleep like the other woods? By all means, Wilbur. But take it easy. You must remember your broken arm. That cast you wear could do more damage to the merchandise than the merchandise can bear. Uh, the, the what? The merchandise, Wilbur. Don't you... Don't you suppose our eastern potentates would pay good money, a lot of money, for a red-headed secretary, Wilbur? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah! <laughs>
You have heard Neil Reese's chilling yarn entitled Technical and Educational Development. I'll be back in a moment with a word about next week's crisis program and the names of tonight's players. Tonight, Crisis presented Technical and Educational Development, an original play by Neil Reese, featuring Neil Reese as Doug Hashiel, Deborah Adair as Karen, Mark Wayne as Frank, Mark Adler Corbell as Ben Allison, and Norm Bobro as Wilbur. Direction and production by Jim French. Sound was created by Jeff Thompson, engineering at Audio Recording Incorporated by Carney Barton. We invite you to be our guests again next Thursday at 7.05, when again, the Golden West Radio Network brings you Crisis. <laughs>